0: Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. Okay, this week we are going to talk about the fruits that we produce from our path. We have already talked about how do you even figure out what path God wants you on in your life? How do you overcome the temptations and all the things that will get you off of your path and get to this place where we're producing fruits that we can share with the world. And so that's what we're going to talk about is how do we share these fruits and what does that look like? And I've just been laughing to myself. I'm like, I'm talking so much about planting things and growing and all these fruits and creating good soil. And I shared with you last week that I am not a person who has a green thumb in this season of life. But this week, one of my family members did. They sent this group text message, and she said that she had this surplus of zucchini in her garden, and she wanted to know if there was anyone who would like to just have some because she had more than enough and it was just gonna go bad. And I know my family's thinking, you didn't even reply to that text message. We didn't think you saw it. Well, I saw it. If you get to know me, I am the worst at replying to text message because usually my quiet time to get back to people is four or 5 a.m., and I usually think people don't want a little ding on their cell phone at that time in the morning, but I did see it. And I thought, this is a beautiful example. An example of doing this work, growing this quote-unquote fruit, in her case a vegetable. And for us, maybe it's not even a food item, but then taking it and giving it to the world. And we've talked a lot about these fruits of the spirit in our last couple podcast episodes. So things like joy, hope, peace, et cetera, all these fruits of the spirit. And we can give those away, right? We can give those away freely because we're never going to run out of those things. When we're living in the fruits of the spirit. It is just more than enough to go around. I, I envision the fruits of the spirit. Like if you've ever seen this on social media where people have a stack of cups on the bottom and then there's a couple in the middle and then one on top. And what the person does is they pour water into the glass on top from this big jug. And what happens is the one in the top fills up so much that it overflows and fills all the cup beneath it without emptying itself to fill everyone around it. I feel like that is what we are doing when we are operating through these fruits of the spirit, right? We can give them away and we can just be so filled with them that they just overflow to everyone around us. Aside from the person who tries to just take their cup and just pour it to everyone else, what happens? You run out. You run out. And you're probably thinking, this sounds like my life, right? How many of you feel like in order to help someone else, you got to drain yourself, right? That is when we aren't living quite aligned with the fruits of the Spirit because these fruits of the Spirit, there's more than enough to go around. So it's really easy if Jesus says to you, give those all away, right? Because you know you can give them away and you still have them. But what I want to talk about today is what about these other things, that are produced from our work. What are we supposed to do with them? And I sat down and I looked at scripture. And I'm like this is a hard topic for me, at least. This is a hard topic to one, just grasp my head around, and I don't think that I'm fully living in this. And so what I want to do today is kind of take you through how I work through this. I kind of dove in and tried to see, okay, where does this fit into my life? And so I want to share that with you. Just knowing also, please know that I am not professionally trained in this. I didn't go to seminary. I just want to give you kind of how I tried to wrap my head around this. And then at the end, I'm going to share with you someone else who had a really great insight in scripture that I thought fit perfectly with all this. So make sure you keep listening to the end because it'll kind of bring it all together. So where we're going to start today is in Luke again. We've been in Luke a lot and finding these really good parables. And we're going to go to chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. This was actually the gospel reading at church last weekend. And I thought this is so good. And so we're going to dive into this and kind of work through it together. And so here, Jesus is telling a parable, and he said, The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. So this man thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. So then he said to himself, This is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns, and I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich in what matters to God. Okay, so here we have this man who did all this hard work. He created this plentiful harvest, and he had so much that he didn't know what to do with it. So it's not that his hard work was bad or got him into trouble. It's also not that he produced way more than he needed. Where he started to get into trouble was when he decided to just store it all up. He didn't even have a barn to keep it all, so he was just gonna take his extra money and build a bigger barn so he could sit back and relax. And I think how many times in my life, do I do this, right? How many times do I think, okay, just hustle really hard in the season, help a lot of people get ahead. And then you can just sit back and take it easy, right? Whether that be career for you, business for you, or some days it's just even the to-do list. Let's just hurry up and get this to-do list done really quick. And then let's sit back and relax. But this isn't really what God is asking for us here. And so I thought, okay, what if he would have taken what he had and giving it away to those who are in need. So all this extra that he had, he just would have shared it with the poor. Would this have been good enough? And I'm thinking, this is certainly an amazing thing to do, right? This is exactly what my family member did with all the food that they grew in their garden. And I thought, this is exactly it, right? This is what God wants of us. Because I kept going back to that last line. This is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich in what matters to God. So I just kept thinking, okay, what matters to God? And I kept reading a little bit more in this chapter in Luke and you get to verse 33 where he says, sell your belongings and give alms for where your treasure is there also will your heart be. So I'm thinking, okay, is he asking us to take everything that we have from the work that we've put in and just sell it all and give it all to those in need? Because when you read in scripture, it seems like you see all over the place, leave everything behind and follow me. Jesus says that, leave everything behind and follow me. So in this case, should the farmer just sell all of his barns, all the things he needs to create this crop and just give it all away? And and should we all be doing this, right? Should we all just be selling it all and giving away? And I know, I know we were just talking about the path, like how hard it is to even find the path, then how hard it is to get working on the path and not get distracted. And we just want to get here and enjoy the fruits, right? The fruits of the spirit and then whatever blessings that life gives us. And so I wanted to just keep looking into scripture a little bit more. So I wanted some Paul, because Paul always speaks to my soul. So we went to Acts 20, 35, where he says, In every way I have shown you that by hard work of that sort, we must help the weak. And keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus, who himself said, It is more blessed to give than receive. And so, yeah, it is more of a blessing to give than receive. And I think we all know that, but then I kept thinking, should I give it all away, right? Should I leave everything behind and just follow Jesus? Like we said, we see it all over. And I was thinking, and I'm like, well, I don't know that we're all being asked to do that, right? Maybe we're all not in the literal sense being asked to do that. But if Jesus is asking you to do it, you go for it, right? You go for it and see where he takes you because he will lead you where you need to be. But maybe he's asking you this in a different sense. Maybe he's just asking you to give up that mindset of store it all up for me and give it else to someone else in need. So if we are doing the things that matter to God, giving away to those in need, helping those less fortunate than us, spreading the fruits of the spirit, being his light, maybe that doesn't mean selling it all, but using it for the good of others. And then I thought, well, maybe he's just reminding us not to love the fruit we produce more than we love him. So yes, you can make amazing things in your life. You can do good things. But if he asks you to give it all up for him, would you? That goes back to that question I asked a minute ago. If he asks you to give it all up and follow him, would you? And I thought to the story of the rich man in Mark chapter 10. And I feel like this sometimes can be a controversial topic. So I want to again just share kind of my takeaways on this. And so here we have this man who he has a lot of things. He is rich and he's done a lot of good things too. He's followed a lot of the commandments and he asked Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life. And here he says, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And then this man, he went away sad because he had a lot of possessions. And Jesus said, it'll be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. But he also reminds us for human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. And so I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this and I'm like, what if... Instead of that rich man looking at these worldly possessions that he had and the things that he was going to let go of, what if he looked at the things that he was going to gain? What if he was just so overjoyed that that's all Jesus was asking him to do to gain eternal life that he said, absolutely, Jesus, amen, amen. But when I look at this, I don't feel that it's money that's bad. I've seen people who have money and do amazing things with it, yes, people can do bad things with it. But I think it was the fact that he was so focused on that and loved that more than he loved what he wanted from Jesus, which was eternal life. And so he wasn't seeking the kingdom of God first. And this was him with material things, but maybe you're rich in something else. Maybe you are rich in time freedom. Maybe you are rich in status. Maybe you are rich somewhere else in your life. And Jesus is going to ask you to give that all up. And follow him and maybe it's that piece of your life that he's asking you to let go of or at least just to know if hey if i come and ask you for this will you put me first will you love me above this and follow me and do the things that i ask of you because i don't think that all riches are bad right think of this man that we talked about in the beginning who had all these grains. It wasn't that he produced all these grains. It was the fact that he just wanted to keep it for himself. And this is where human tendencies come in because it's not easy to change this mindset. We want to store it all up for us. We want to make sure we have enough. So if there comes a season of famine, we're okay, right? But I, as I was looking through scripture, I did not see anywhere that said, store up all your things in case a rainy day comes, right? You see just the opposite. And it's not our nature and it's not our tendency to live this way. And so maybe your next step, which is what happens to me, well, what happens if I if I give all of this blessing away? What am I going to do? How am I going to make it in these fear spirals start coming in? And so we're in the same chapter in Luke, and this is just a beautiful part of scripture. So I encourage you to go look at this and kind of reflect on it for yourself once we are done here. And so if you're worried about that, we're going to keep reading where Jesus says, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or about your body or what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barns, yet God feeds them. They don't even have a barn like the man at the beginning that we talked about today, yet God feeds them. And he says, how much more valuable are you than the birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, Why do you worry about the rest? And it just keeps going here. Again, beautiful part of scripture. And he says, consider the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows you need them, but seek his kingdom and these things will be given unto you. Here we go. Seek his kingdom first. Seek whatever it is that Jesus is putting on your heart today. He already knows what you need. He already knows what you need. So what I feel like he's saying here to me is just serve my people. Take the fruit that you are producing, whatever they may be, whatever blessings that you have in your life, and use those to help more people experience Jesus. And don't worry about what you'll get from it. I'll provide for you. If you trust in my plan, you keep your eyes on me, you serve your people, I will give you what you need when you need it. And so here's this other example that I found that I thought, okay, this this helps. This helps give me some background in scripture to kind of make all of this piece together because I can have my own thoughts on this. But at the end of the day, I'm like, what does scripture say about it? So here's a man, his name is Mark D. Roberts with the Fuller D. Pre Center, and it was in Life for Leaders, this great connection. And it's in Luke chapter five, verses 27 to 28. And here Jesus calls a tax collector named Levi and he says, follow me. And so leaving everything behind, Levi got up and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for Jesus and his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others at the table with them. So here's this concept of leaving everything behind behind. Did you catch it? If Levi left everything behind, don't you think he would have just sold his whole house and had nothing left, but he's able to come back and throw this banquet for Jesus and all these other people. And so I think leaving behind Everything can have different meanings depending on where you are in your life. In this instance, I think what he may just be asking from us is to leave behind your old way of thinking, your old way of thinking that is saying, how can I work hard and store this all up for me so I can have an easy life too? How can I work hard and create these things to help others have an easy life? right? It's leaving everything behind that we know of how we've lived for these earthly desires and changing it to be kingdom minded so that we can take the things that we have produced and help those in need. So maybe what this means for us is that we don't go after things in life based on how we can benefit, but how we can serve others. So let's think about this. Let's think about this, how we can apply this to our life. So here are some things I kind of thought of. So what if instead of just going to a job to collect a paycheck And you just go, you clock in, you do your thing, you clock out, you get the money that you need to have a house and food on your table, and you go home. We all know if we've ever been here, and we all certainly know when a coworker has been there, right? What if instead of just doing that, we went to our job, and we gave it our all. We were present where we were, we went above and beyond, and we did our work with a smile on our face to just try and be light for someone. And this could very well be the same exact job just with leaving behind our old way of approaching our work and going to it with a completely different way of living. Do you see how that can happen? That can be what it means to leave it all behind. Leave behind how you approach your work. Go be my presence instead of just going there to collect a paycheck because you're there and present. Or maybe, maybe you're being asked to take a job that pays you less. But you feel like this other job is just a place where you are just completely aligned with what God wants from you and the impact that you can make and the role that you can play in building his kingdom. So maybe he's asking you to take a job that pays less for that. And I think sometimes we can look at the dollar signs and be really pulled somewhere, but maybe that's not the place where we feel completely aligned in serving people. Maybe for you, it means leaving the job completely. Maybe something you went to school for years for so that you can just be at home doing ministry projects and volunteering. And maybe as a result, that means getting rid of the fancy car that you still have payments on or the house so that you can just simplify life and have more time to serve people. Maybe it doesn't mean selling all of your things. Maybe it just means that you have been blessed to have a home and now there's a family that you know that is going through a hard season and needs a place to stay, so you open your doors. You open your doors and let them come live with you. So maybe that is what Jesus is asking of you today. How can you take what you already have and use it to help someone else? Because this is what I feel like is the ultimate point of the path. The point is to know that we are all made to produce beautiful fruits here on earth. Fruits of the spirit, which can happen at any point of the journey. But then also we may produce other worldly things that we can use to share with those in need. A place where we can just give them freely to help one another. And we know that it will take hard work, right? There will be temptations for us to get off track. We will go through trials and it will be hard, but we'll be a place with so much joy and fulfillment. And it's knowing that at the end, We don't own any of this. Nothing that you have here is ours. It's a gift from God and it can be taken from us in a moment's notice. And Jesus paid the ultimate price so that we could live here and then have eternal life with him. And so he gave us all these things, all these steps and guidance in scripture to help us have the most of our time here, not to punish us. And not to ask for repayment. Remember, Jesus does not need us to repay him. He is in control of the entire universe. He does not need it from us, but he loves us. He loves us enough to know that these are the things that we should be doing to have the most unity and connection with him while we are here on this earth. And I was also thinking too, he tells us this. Because like he said, it's more blessed to give than receive. And I thought of this quote by John Bunyan that says, you have not lived today until you have done something for someone who can never repay you. And it's true. If you've ever experienced it, true living is being able to take something that you've worked hard for and let someone else benefit and someone who may never repay you. And you know, regardless of what happens in your life, you know what it will produce. I bet you if you do that, just for you, that will mean that you have love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, it will likely take a lot of gentleness, patience, and self-control. Do these sound familiar? These are the fruits of the spirit. And I bet you that the people that you do that good deed for will have those too. And here we are back to that overflowing cup. Because you took the time to help someone else, it's a win for everyone. We all get to benefit. And just think if we all went around acting this way, there wouldn't be a single one of us left behind because we'd all be sharing our gifts and there would be more than enough. But we know that that's not always the case. And, and sometimes we don't even act that way because this is not what the world tells us to do. The world tells us to get ahead, be the best, climb to the top, right? Save up enough, have enough, make sure you have enough so you never run out, create financial wealth just to pass on to generations. And it's tempting, it's tempting to build up all these things for ourselves, I'm here with you. I struggle with this. But instead of being the person who is just striving to produce more and produce more just for yourself, it is now leaving that way of life behind and trusting God that if you put him first to build his kingdom, you will have a wealth here and others will have a wealth here that can never be taken from you you will have a little glimpse of heaven on earth until you can get to that place in eternal life with Jesus. These can be some hard things to think through. And it's really taking the time to sit down and reflect and open your heart to the things that God is asking you to leave behind. And it takes time and it takes some patience, but I promise you this, If you seek him and if you put him first and you put the needs of others in front of you, he will start to reveal the things that he's asking you to leave behind so that you can go follow him. Go follow him and make an amazing impact on the lives of others and also see the goodness that it brings to your life so that it can continue to overflow to everyone else around you. Let us close today in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for being our perfect example of true love. We know that you came here and gave it all for us so that we could experience life and connection with you. Help us to leave aside all those selfish desires to just store up all these things that we have here on earth so that we can get ahead and use the amazing blessings that you have given us to help those around us who are in need. Help us to stay so focused on the fruits of the Spirit that they just overflow from us and continue to fill the lives of all those we encounter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for being here today and listening And Sometimes these topics can get a little deep. They can get a little challenging, but I hope that we can go to the challenging topics and I hope that we can work through these together and I hope that all of this made sense and hopefully just gave you the encouragement to go sit down with scripture and see how this applies to you in your life. Thank you so much for all of your feedback, for your ratings and reviews, for tagging us on social media and for sharing our podcast with a friend or family member. The way that we can get this into hands of more people is simply through you sharing it with one person at a time. So we will see you next week and let's keep running this race.